Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. That was kind of smooth. That was smooth. And, uh, <laughs> and we're joined by uh, my three cohorts, as always, starting off with my man, Christian. Christian, what's up, bro? I, uh, I'm doing pretty, I'm doing pretty good. That was, uh, that was pretty sick. That, that intro. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, I guess I could be doing better. Tough results, um, on Monday night, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to Friday, um, and this weekend because we'll talk about it, but we could be, can't really dwell on Monday too much because we have a massive game on Friday now. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Also joined by Sam. Sam, how you doing, dude? I mean, I'm cold. It's getting to the point of lockdown when my hair's getting quite long. So if I keep like moving yeah. it, I do apologize. But um, yeah, it's desperate times. You know, I might need to get like a home trim or something because, especially like here and like here, yeah, and down here, it's a bit out of control. So yeah, but other than that, I'm I'm good. <laughs> and talking about crazy hair, last but not least, joined by Nando with the fro. Bro, I, was up, bro? Hey, I was like, Stan, listen, like you just have to embrace <laughs> the chaos and just embrace what this ends up being uh, and just accept it, bro. Just run with it. But uh, I- I'm doing fairly okay. It's kind of cold. I'm trying to forget that we just blew a chance at the Tasa Portugal. Um, but, you know, yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that and, and how big of a weekend this is for Sporting uh, coming up, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll get right to it. Uh, let's start off with uh, the Twitter questions, as always. Uh, let me go straight into uh, the tab here. Bada beam, bada boom. All right. Starting off with the first, uh, more of a comment from our boy Joaquim Sanch at Joaquim35878 triple zeros. Um, he says, Há um lance na primeira parte em que o jogador do Marítimo pôs a mão na bola e é dentro da área. É penalti. Não é a primeira vez que este, que este árbitro nos gama. Ele é o do VAR, Luís Lampião Freira. Deixou de arbitrar. Uh, foi para o VAR para nos gamar. É denunciar. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 in the comments, guys, how good is my uh, Portuguese? Anything right. less than a Nate? Sexy. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I agreed. I agreed with Joaquim there. Um, Next comment comes in from uh, our boy Mundo Dun Leão, who's reacting to uh, the NBA, of course, saying Harden, Nuznets, Caralho. It's going to be crazy. Um, next comment comes in from Dale XLP at TMS Nessa Shit. Um, they also say in Portuguese, Tendo em conta a derrota como marítimo devido às reduções maioritariamente It's, it's not going to be an eight eight anymore. It's not going to be an eight. I know. Anymore. I fucked it's it up. I'm stuttering six. now. <laughs> I'm stuttering now. Acham que o Amorim devia mudar algo no sistema tático se sim o quê? So basically, for those who don't speak Portuguese, um, he's asking if uh, the, the rotations in the task of the Portugal game um, let us down or if, he, or, if he, or if we think the Amorim's tactics let us down. Um, what we think, uh, Sam, I'll, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. What do you think? I mean, I think we're all going to have our take on it a little bit later, but I'm just going to say just, just quickly playing platter at right wing back is fucking disgraceful. Like, yeah. do you know when you put like a player in like FIFA just because they're fast and like you put them in right back? That's, that's how it felt to me. But, um, like I said, we'll touch it more, but it, I think Amorim, that loss is 100% on Amorim now. 
Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about it more later as well. Um, next, last comment comes in from our boy uh, David Claudio at David Strife 35. Abraço, amigos. Abraço, David. Um, cool, and that's really it. Uh, so let me remove that. And let's go straight into the uh, – let's start off with the Nacional game. Uh, first and foremost, I've played in, in, in pitches in grass a lot better than that. That was – I was basically playing in mud like it was the uh, like the, it was the 60s. But anyways, obviously, this game started off with a with a novella just getting there as well. Um, Filumena, the the uh, is it a hurricane? What was it exactly? Like a tempestad? Give a anyways, tropical storm. Like a tropical sure. storm. Yeah. So that sort of uh, hindered us from uh, from getting there kind of on time. We had to stop at an island first of Port Sant. Then, of course, we ended up getting to Mededa, and we'll talk a bit about it. I just wanted to mention it because uh, Amurin sort of uh, put on notice that uh, the league sort of tried to, not force, but were, was was trying to get them to Mededa as quickly as possible, as if, like, in his words, of course, as if he was the one flying the plane. Uh, so that was already a novella as it was. Uh, and then we got there on Thursday, couldn't play, game was canceled, played Friday, and course we've seen the pitch in the state it was and how uh muddy the guys left but anyways let's start with the uh with the 11 uh starting with a then and net we had Fadal, Quach and Luis Neto in the back line with Nuno Menge and Pedro Porro we had Pot, uh João Pelinha and João Mario with Sporar and Nuno Sancho up top um Christian I'll pass it off to you first dude what were your thoughts on uh, on this game I mean, considering all the factors, this ended up being a pretty uh, pleasing game to watch. Um, we dominated them. They really didn't create too many chances. We were just basically peppering the net. Um, it only the only any moment on this field could really you know change the game completely. They they didn't. I is that is that just me or is Christian? Uh... No, he's he's frozen for me as well. Yeah, okay, okay. it's me. I can tell that I'm freezing because my thing is spinning on the screen. <laughs> okay, you're back now, though. So if you want to go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only other th thing I have to add is like, I mean, it's the justified result. It should have been more. Um, and the only thing that was sketchy about it was by our own doing, by not finishing more of our chances. I mean, this game could have really been put away within like 30 minutes um, if they wanted it to be or on another day. But yeah, I mean, the, the the individual performances, I guess, that really stood out to me. I thought that um, it was a good pot game. Um, he was coming off like a string of kind of like ghosting performances. So I thought it was a good pot game, um, good Polina game. Um, the center backs were solid, no sense. Um, another good game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really have uh, many complaints. It's it was good to see Javang come in and may or may not have gotten hurt. Who knows? Uh, but he did score a goal with his five minutes, so that was good to see because he hasn't played in like at least a month. Facts, yeah, yeah, facts. 
Nando, I'll pass it off to you next, dude. What were your thoughts on this game, man? Yeah, I think uh, Christian just kind of goes over it well there. I think um, we all were a little concerned, a little worried about the weather going into the game. Um, after the fact, listening to Ruben Amorim's comments about how the league kind of forced them or pressured them into making sure they played that game. Uh, that was a prototypical when Sporting's at their best, that whole Rasa Leon, that whole ability to find a way to win kind of at all costs, um, despite the conditions of the pitch, uh, we found a way to win. Uh, we played well too, um, but it looked like the team was focused on the one result that we needed, which was a win. Win at all costs, win for the team, win for the fans, um, and we did that. Um, there's not much more to say. I, I like the way they played overall, um, but more importantly, the fact that we were able to go there in those conditions a day after the game was um, delayed, right? It was it was supposed to be on a Thursday and then I'd be on a Friday, if I'm not mistaken, um, and we got the win. And that's all that matters. And that kind of sets the stage for Benfica and Porto to kind of have to always be on their A game um, because they kind of hope or I'm sure they're expecting us to start dropping some points here and there. Um, but from my perspective, played well, uh, got the win in a tough uh, island, tough pitch. It's very hard to always play in the islands. Um, so really nothing negative to say about how Spartan played overall. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, Sam, what were your thoughts, dude? Yeah, it's one that it's a game that there wasn't really much highlights apart from the pitch. But um, I just want to bring up something that uh, sort of carries on from last episode, if you were watching. When me and Chris were talking about um, Rolando and all these old players for Braga, Ruben Mikael, where the hell has he been? Like, he's just come out of nowhere. He's like another old player to come. Like, where are these old players coming from? Like, it's it, like he got booked in the yellow card in, uh, with the yellow card in the 11th minute. So, truth to form. But um, again, it wasn't one that had a lot of highlights. The pitch was awful. It literally felt like I was watching a Sunday league game. Um, I feel like it suited the defenders, especially uh, Luis Neto. I thought he had a, uh, an amazing game. His long balls, which he usually does, were very suited to this game. Um, like uh, Chris said, I was happy uh, Jovan got his goal. And same with Pedro Gonzalez. I know he didn't score, but got the assist. Um, the one thing I liked about this game was seeing the after, like the pictures in the white shirt where it's full of mud. And like Coates put on Instagram, like the line with the, the muddy face and like... Polina. I think I've mentioned it before, but I like the unity of this group is just tremendous. And it is uh, something that um, is great to see. But in terms of the game in general, there's not a lot to talk about, but um, it, it needed to be done uh, a good win. And I'm, I'm apart from maybe Jovan, I'm glad nobody got like seriously injured. So that's it from me. Yeah, no, agreed. Um I can't really add much else to it. I, I, honestly, I'm just pleasantly surprised that we were able to play fairly well given the conditions. I, I was actually a little surprised that we were going to more um, like playing it on the pitch, like playing it on the floor rather than like just long balling it to Tiag Tumaj or to Sporad all game long. Um, yeah, though. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm I guess honestly maybe a little that, yeah. I think that it may, I guess the, maybe the delay, like, it's crazy that the plane incident and like that didn't um, affect this, the national game more um, because clearly we just, it didn't affect us at all. We played great, but the game getting pushed a game a day back gave us even less rest time for the Maritimo game, which he did rotate a lot of players to be fair, but like that also created different problems. So it's just like this whole trip was tough and 
it wasn't normal. So as a result of that, like things kind of fell into place and uh, we got one result and didn't get the other. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Um, listen, I don't have anything else to add on this game. Like we said, it was nice to see Jovan get the goal. Uh, we, of course, seen substitutions of Tiak Tumaj and Matilj Nunes, who I think actually Matilj Nunes, uh, I kind of only want to mention, when he came in, I actually liked him in the midfield. It made us a bit more solid to, to, to see out the three points. Um, yeah, aside from that, guys, uh, I'll, I'll ask just man of the match for this game. You guys have one. Uh, I'm going to give it to Neto for me. Neto. Neto. Huge shout. I liked it, though. I like it. How about you guys? I personally don't have a man of the match, man. I, I honestly think that just the fact that that team was able to play and like uh, Sam yeah. mentioned earlier, the iconic muddy jerseys and, and Kowat's post, I think it was Kowat's who posted the, the muddy lion and everything like that. I, I, that to me showed that this team is is following one another and is behind one another. And I think that that's clutch. That's more important than anything else. Cause I think that game was more so a team win than any individual standout performance. Although Luis Neto did play really well as well. Yeah. agree. I actually agree with that there. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I think you can make a case for multiple guys because um, there's like five that I thought that kind of stood out. And yeah, I mean, you, you could even make a case for a guy like Kawats, like just based off of like leadership or stuff like that. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Juan Mario because I thought he had a very good game and I've been hard on him recently. So that is my way of uh, giving him a what's up head nod. <laughs> uh yeah nothing else really to say aside from uh if anybody's seen my tweet sometimes it's fun to play in the mud right guys mm. uh that was, that was hilarious i've got to give you prop that was amazing what about that scene from that goalie of nacional or i'm not yeah nacional? yeah yeah it was i mean even fucking there was a slide tackle where uh juan pelinga comes in and, and tackles the guy hard uh, but literally, you just see, like, his shirt, I guess, comes up. And you just see mud all over that black, like, his back. You know, it's, it's crazy, man. It's a crazy pitch to play on. I'm surprised that game even went on. Uh, but anyways, let's go on to the uh, more pressing matter. Uh, we lost 2-0 to Meritimo and the Tasa Portugal. That sees us out of the competition. Uh, starting 11 was as followed. Some rotation, not a lot, though. Uh, we had Luis Maximiano coming in net. We had Borja, Fidal, and Luis Neto on the back line. We had Nuno Menz and Gonçalo Plata uh, as wingbacks. Uh, Pelinga and Mateus Nunes in the midfield with Nuno Santos, Tiago Tomaj, and um, Tabata up top. Um, Sam, I'll start this one off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on, on yesterday or two days ago game? Well, for me, I'm going to just say this. If you showed someone who isn't a sporting fan or even like a fan of the Liga Nos and you show them the first half, you just assume that sporting's going to win. We were dominating we had so many chances Thiago Tomas at the bar um we were just attacking and at the start I was like this is good football we're just not finishing and then I don't know what happened in the second half it just went all downhill um I wasn't really impressed with anyone in that team it's, it's, I couldn't really see any sort of like fight or determination from any of the players and we touched on it earlier but the, the lineup was just looking at it was just questionable. You've got Borgia at centre-back instead of someone like Inacio or Koresma, who may be, ex may be experienced, but at least they're in that actual position. Borgia's a left-back, not a centre-back. And I think it showed that he's not um, a centre-back in that game. Same with Plata. He's a right-winger, not a right-wing-back. 
and I, I tweeted this. I'm not sure if anyone saw it, but I was like, it's going to be the stubbornness that's going to that could fuck up our, our title chances because we have a perfectly good right back. He's not Pedro Porro. He's not even half Pedro Porro. But Rostovsky's there. He's on the bench rotting. Then what was the point of just leaving him there? We've got uh, even Camacho. You could say he played right wing back at, for Liverpool a few times. That would have made more sense than Plata because at least he's played there before. But it's just. I would expect the the change of the team for someone like a, um, a second division team or a third division team, but for Maritima, who who beat Porto this year, let's not forget, they are a team to, to be respected, and it definitely um, backfired on us. And it had to be that uh, Rodrigo Pino to score as well, the the future Lampiao. Um, uh, the defending was comical on on their goal. Luis Neto and Fadal both just standing there, and it's just like a, a, a rookie rookie mistakes, but. Um, like I said, we had so many chances. Like I said, Thiago Tomas hit the bar and Sporar missed the, literally, it was probably about that far from the goal, missed it. And I just really want Paulinho, man, honestly. It's just seeing those two, on their day, they're great, but sometimes you you just wonder how, like, how they're strikers because they just have so many, like, brain-dead moments. It's just unforgettable. So hopefully that, that spurs us on to, to get an actual striker in. I know we've been linked with a striker from Mexico, like uh, Santiago, is it Munez, like from the goal films? But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's anything as good as that, then I'll, I'll take it. But um, <laughs> uh, on, but just it's just like, like I said, that loss is on Amarim. He, he rotated the team for, I know there was a reason, but that amount of rotations and the players he picked, is just um, upsetting. And if I was someone like Inacio Corresma, uh, Braganza, um, just a few of those to name a few who just was sat on the bench while people took your spot, like didn't really deserve it. I'd be fuming and I'd be, I'm going to be honest, I'd probably want to be loaned out somewhere because you're not being respected. Like, like I said, Correza and Inacio, two centre backs from from the start of their career, is overlooked for, um, for Christian Borgia, who's not even a good left back at times. But um, I just want to know what's happened to Koresma. He was one of our best centre-backs last year, obviously, with the, the Matthew injury. Definitely fucked us over a bit, but he was incredible. Um, we haven't seen much of Inacio, but I would have really loved him to, to, to start. He needs minutes, and like they're not going to improve without minutes. They're not just going to improve watching or sitting or, or rotting on reserves. But for me, I'm just going to re- reiterate my last point is that, Amorim, you and Rostovsky, put your differences aside. If Porra gets injured, I'm not having Platter at right back again, especially against like a Benfica or Porto. He will get skinned. He got skinned so many times against those Marino players, and it's just, it's just shocking. So hopefully he he stops being stubborn and we get um, Ristovsky back or even like another right back in the transfer window. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree with you there as well. Uh, how about you, Nando? What were your thoughts on this game? Um, I'm going to make my thoughts pretty straightforward and clear from the beginning, man. I think Sam just did a really good job of mentioning a couple of players there. Uh, Quaresma, we've talked about it leading up to this point of the season or the year. Um, Rivstowski just sitting there riding, like he said, all great valid points. But this game, in my opinion, is 110% on Ruben Amorim. There, yeah, there is moments in the game, mostly first half, where Spartan has opportunities to score and win. If they had scored, probably wouldn't be saying that Ruben Amorim, um, you know, we would probably be praising different things. We'd probably be saying that Ruben Amorim was a genius, that he, you know, properly changed up the team. 
But I think at, at the end of the day, in a knockout competition as important as the Tasa Portugal, this isn't the Tasa de Liga. This is a competition that Sporting has won many, many times. You cannot risk bringing in players that are less utilized in an away game in an island where we just played and hope that everything just comes to fruition and works well. Uh, extremely, extremely frustrating seeing players out of place. Um, I think we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, if, if we had even gone live, um, but it's like taking players that we think are just because they're fast are just going to be doing well in a position, going to plot the plane um, out of position. Um, I just don't know what Ruben Amorim was thinking. I don't know if he was just hoping that because the team is in this whole all-for-one mindset that they would just come in and everything would just work out well. Um, but it's a knockout game. And to me, the fact that it, I think it took until maybe the 70th minute, roughly, for us to make our first substitution um, was a little yep. too late. Uh, what, what minute was it? I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think it was like 70-something, yeah. Yeah, so it, it that took too long. Um, Sparta needed the Joao Marius and, and, and the players in there that have been starting that could easily take over the game if need be. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what his thought process was, honestly. I, I mean, I'm thinking he just, all right, the league, we're in first place. We need to give players rest. But Sporting isn't in other competitions other than the Tasa de Liga. You know what I mean? Like, Sporting is now in a position where, and we'll talk about this again in a little bit, but we're in a position where we're in the pole position, right? We are leading uh, as of January 13th. We're in first place of the league. We need, in my opinion, to continue to give the players that have been playing and the players that have been succeeding all the reps they can get. It's not time now. We have the Tasa de Liga to do that. I would be 100% okay with Ruben Amorim switching up the team the way that he did or even making more radical moves against Porto for the Tasa de Liga, which I know all of us here could care less about than a Tasa Portugal game against Maritimo. So as much as I've been hesitant to praise him, and then lately I have been, uh, the loss is 100% on Ruben Amorim. Um, and I think we'd all going to agree with that to an extent here. Uh, and it was very frustrating for us to go out that way because now we're leading into a weekend where we have a classical at hand where we need to maintain the same points distance so that we can gain points on somebody. And I'm a little worried of the mentality of the team going forward, you know, coming off from an elimination. That's now my concern. We're gone. We're eliminated. But how are we going to recover? How are we going to play against Riwav and, and so forth and so on? So disappointing on Ruben Amri, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I also agree. Christian, how about you? Last but not least. Oh, I think you're muted. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that we can agree that Brubamity is definitely like partially at fault. I mean, he did ro rotate the team somewhat, but I mean, at the end of the day, like the like Sam mentioned, the players that made mistakes on the first goals, like Fidal and Nestor, those are two players that aren't rotated. Um, like it's just like not marking guys on corners, not following after the initial header. It's just like. <laughs> I mean, is that rotated team the reason for that? I don't know. I think that, like, we definitely, like, did enough to put the game away. And if we win this game, no one even really bats an eye too much about it. And, like, we definitely could have done enough to win the game. Like, at, like, like Pinyu was obviously, like, a threat up top for them, and he did create def some chances for them. And the second half was obviously much higher velocity for them, and they created better chances than we did in the second half. Um, outside of the one that their sport, I was literally in the goal. Um, but like, 
I, I still think that we, we could have won this game as, as is. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I guess I'm, it, it sucks to, to lose out on the Tessas Portugal. It's a competition that we've historically done pretty well in recently. Um, at, at least as far as reaching the final, won it a couple times in the last like four years. So I guess it sucks, but I mean, at the same time, we are usually it's we're, we're still mathematically in the hunt for the league, but we're we're like what seven points back, and we're like praying for something to happen. So I guess that we still, as long as you have the league, that we we can all keep dreaming. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, whether or not they try in the test of the league, I don't really think matters that much. Like it's two games extra best, like best case scenario. Um, or maybe it's just one. Uh, and I, I don't think that changes anything one way or the other. Porto and think is still going to have European games. They're still going to have the same Tassa games, the Tassa league games as us. And they're going to have quarter, two semis and a final, maybe at Matt, at most four more games for Tessa the Portugal. So it's like between the European games or do we think your Porto or Benfica going deep in Europe? Like, probably not like what maybe two more games four best case scenario like i mean yes there definitely is some extra games there for the other teams but it's not like our advantage is like like the bulk of those group stage all that shit like that's already done with um and they survived they're only four points back so um i think it's just it's gonna we have the advantage it's 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 only on us it's up to us in the in the league games and, and uh, um I'm hoping, to be honest, that there's a winner in the Classico this weekend, because a win, a win with us paired with a win of one of the two other teams, really puts the team that loses the Classico in that poor position, you know, because they're going to be seven points back, and that is not ideal. So to have one at four and one at seven, that feels pretty good. <laughs> God, I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, it, it, the the money team game just delete and onward and upwards um with the rewav game and keeping that because to me and all of us that's that's most important facts facts i think it was um i think it was matt piva that said it. if it's not I, I apologize to whoever did say it i think it was but i think it was matt he said he's seen enough tasa portugal and we've won enough tasa portugal's especially in the last few years like you mentioned chris that i don't i don't mind getting out of it if it means that we can actually like give it a real go in terms of winning the league. I agree with that sentiment. Um, just a few things, because I wanted to add on to what Paul Pont was saying about Bragança. I, I, I like Mateus Nunes. I'm not saying I don't, but this game really needed a Bragança in the midfield, whether it was Bragança with Palinga and then subbing off Palinga for Mateus Nunes maybe later on. I think that would have been a lot better than having both of them in the midfield. Um, though again, I agree. I, I think I think we did do enough to win this game. I, I, you know, like we mentioned, Tiago Tomajin in the bar in the first minute—no, not the first minute, but in the first half. Um, Sporar kind of pulling a Brian Ruiz. Um, you know, it's it's a little. I, I I can at least accept this loss for what it is in terms of leaving the Tasa Portugal, knowing that we we could have deserved more or we should have deserved more. Uh, had it been a game where we looked tired, we looked bad. I'd have been a game where we didn't deserve anything from it whatsoever. Or we we're, we're over here saying how bad of a performance uh, these players put on and maybe more rotation or less rotation was needed. Um, I think that would have been, um, that would have been more, more cause for concern, especially going into this big weekend. Um, also, I, I, I just kind of want to quickly add, cause I totally forgot to mention it at the, uh, on the Maritimu game. 
was uh, the um, that Fadal won't be at at uh, Riwab for uh, because of accumulations of yellows, but. We'll at least still have Nunu Nunu Sanch, who's still on four yellows, Pelinga, who's still on four yellows, and Quatch, who's still on four yellows. So that's at least. But anyways, Netu, that's for later on. Netu definitely kind of got def, def, definitely could have got a yellow in the National game. Um, yeah, I feel like he that motherfucker's on borrowed time with the yellow, and so is Pelinga. He's gonna come in late yeah. in one of his tackles in the midfield. Any guy who has fucking 19, 20, 30 defensive actions a game. Is eventually gonna foul someone in. Strategically, um, maybe having them take that yellow. yellow. Yeah, yeah, but then that's dangerous though too because okay, after Vlivov it's Bolvista. If we take a yellow against Bolvista and drop points, it's like the 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 lead up to Befica is all for nothing. But then I, I agree, if we play Bolvista and Nunu Sanch and Peringa, for example, get a yellow, we're fucked because those two are. Nunu Sanchez, in terms of going forward, is one of our most important players. Kalinga, in terms of in terms of a transition, also one of uh, the most important player, not one of the most. So but with that as well, Bovista, they beat Benfica was it two or three nil? So they, nil. they need to be. Respected. I don't know how that happened. Yes, but that I think that's their only W. Even now, that's their only dub or their second <laughs> dub of the season. They're they're yeah, in poor form. If they get Benfica and Sporting, as their only two wins. <laughs> They, and they can do it. They have the they have the squad to do it. Their their squad is fucking it's pretty nasty on paper. Um, but yeah, yeah. That that was really the only thing I wanted to say was. Uh, oh, I good good point. Netu is gonna definitely avoid uh, suspension because he's not gonna play because he has COVID. So uh, true. Netu will true. not be suspended from the next game. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention uh, before we go into certain plays, because I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it, um, is that uh, Pelinga is – I'm, I'm saying it now. He's Within the next four to five games, he's scoring a screamer from outside the box. Yeah. He's unlucky against – oh, maybe I'm confusing it with Nacional now. But I'm pretty sure it was the Maritimo game where he had a, a long shot that just missed the net. He's, uh, that was he, they're begging for it. What was that, Chris? Oh, thank you. I think he said that was the national game, and I was going to say that. I think it was national. I think it was the goalie didn't get back in the goal quick, quick enough, and he kind of just ripped it. They like if that was on target, it was in. Like the goalie was not that getting there. Was that national? That was was definitely national. National. Okay, yeah, I'm getting it confused. But anyways, that's the prediction here. I won't even say five. I feel like that's too much of a leeway. The next three games, he's scoring a screamer from outside the box. You heard it here first. Please. Yo, and if this happens, we're clipping this up with the V-Sports thing and throwing that on Twitter, bro. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, I I agree with everything there. Um, First thing, I was trying to find it online. I can't see any pictures or videos of it. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now, though. Um, The potential penalty call uh, for, I believe it was Natu for getting the ball in the ball or getting the ball to his hand in the box. Um, what do you guys think? His, his hand was kind of near his thigh. Did it hit his arm? Did it hit his thigh? Did it hit his stomach? Um, is, is even if it does hit his arm, is he close to his body where we can uh, let that go? What were your guys' opinions on that? And do you think Maritimo should have seen a, a penalty for that? Um, Sam, I'll pass it to you first. I'm not sure if you're familiar though. Uh, you got out there, so I have no idea what was said. So I, I heard you, the... Danny. I heard okay, Christian, you, Danny. take it away. 
Yeah. So honestly, I watched this play like 30 times, pausing it, like slowing it down to like point fucking eight speed, point three speed, and like pausing it, trying to get the exact moment where it, it hits his arm. The, you, the problem with this play is not whether or not it hits his arm. It's whether or not he's actually in the box when it hits his arm. Because mm-hmm. can't tell. It. Um, I, to me that it's not, it's not a PK. You lean no on that. You see the replay. The replay doesn't make it more conclusive. If anything, it makes it more inconclusive. So based on those com- factors, no PK. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. But, um, it's one of those that it would likely have been given. Like if it like I've I would probably see that given in another game. It's like what Con said a few um podcasts ago that like referees are just they, for different games they'll just call different calls for for no absolute reason. But um if it was given whether or not it was a penalty or free kick, I I agree with Chris. It was sort of on on like the edge. I mean I wouldn't have been too annoyed because it definitely looked like that at first. But um you know it, it wasn't given, and at the end of the day it didn't really matter because you still got smacked. So. Yeah, facts. Uh, how about you, Nando? I'm actually going to throw the picture on screen right now. Just found it. I think Nando uh, said that um, he's gone to oh. check on his dog. If you on the group chat, I just had a look. My <laughs> bad. Didn't see that. So never mind. But yeah, there we see there. Can I zoom this in a bit? There you go. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. It looks like the ball's uh, out of the box. Like that. That yeah, video. That's like that's not conclusive enough. Yeah, it's me. not clear enough. I agree. I'm plus, gonna, I'm gonna it's it. plus, it's Go not in an unnatural position either, on top of it all. You know, it's not like it's sticking out and we're talking about this. It's literally against his body, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the thing is, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I entered this thinking that they were hard done by because they could have got a penalty. Seeing that as, I believe this is Netu. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong. It here. is Netu. It is Netu. So uh, the thing is, I, I think it's hard done by his foot's in the box. You can make a case that he's in the box or the handball happens in the box. I'm I'm definitely not mad that – or I'm definitely content that this wasn't called because, like you said, it is inconclusive. Um, it's not exactly 100% sure on that. But, yeah, um, just wanted your opinions on that. I, I, I wouldn't be mad if, if they gave this a penalty at the end of the day. I, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of bullshit in this league, though, at the same time. So – um, let's see what else was there. There was the goal, of course. I was going to ask you guys who, who you thought was uh, more at fault for that, but I think we mentioned it. I think it's definitely Fidal and Netu, but more, I, if I'm going to be honest, I think it's more so Fidal. I think uh, the pass that Netu gets sort of leads us to, to being like countered on, uh, but uh, to be honest, Padina sort of slips just before getting the ball. So, it, it, you know, who knows? Uh, I think to me, it's more. Fidal just sort of lets Pingu go like easily. Uh, so I, I, I'd give that, you know, 70 30 in terms of blame to Fidal. I can't um, tell if he gets turned inside out or if he's yeah. just so flat footed that like the slightest change of direction just left him in the dust. 
uh, unclear if he gets skinned or he's just horrible defending. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Honestly, I'm gonna lean more towards he got skinned because, like, Pingu was out of there in a minute. Like, Fadal was all the way back there, and Pingu's already scoring a goal, which hurts, bro. Like, you know, the guy just got bought from Befica this week, you know, and he he may potentially end up going there by the end of January, anyways, if if rumors are to be believed. Um, which also brings me to another rumor I wanted to ask you guys about, but we'll ask later. Um, yeah. Yeah, hard done by. Um, the third goal, or the second goal, yeah, bullshit. These guys are fucking asleep in the in the corner. You know, no excuse for that. Um, yeah, nothing else really about this game. Um, would you guys be... Nando, I'll pass this one more off to you because you were, you know, more vocal about being disappointed about this loss, uh, which I agree, though, which I agree with your sentiments. Um, would you Would you take it that... Now at least we have the only thing we have to focus on is is the league title or or you know do you think the squad deserved or, or or even us fans deserved more by us at least making it past the fucking what is this the fourth round? I think uh, the latter. I think the fans round uh, of sixteen. I think round of sixteen. I you mentioned maybe five ten minutes ago. Um, I think it was five or something that tweeted that uh, because of the loss we can now focus on the league. I hate that mentality. That's like the default mentality. Like, no shit, we have to focus on the league, right? We have yeah. nothing else to fucking play for. Um, we can keep settling for like, well, as long as we make the Champions League and start recouping some of this Ruben Amorí money, you know, I think we'd all say at the beginning of the season, we weren't expecting to win the league. We are hoping to fight for a Champions League berth. And then these things, the Tasa de Portugal coupled in with maybe a stupid little Tasa de Liga and a Champions League, that's our season. That's what we're like, okay, let's build on that. The fact that we don't have the Tasa de Portugal to play for, the fact that we were knocked out of Europe very, very early in the year, um, Tasa de Liga I could give shits about. And then, you know, we are in first place. Like th- To me now, this becomes very much a, I don't want to say win or bust because it's still only January 13th, but... Chris made a very, very valid points about how we're going to be feeling after this week's games, right? Are we going to be seven up on one? Are we going to be four up on another? Are we going to be, you know, six up on both? Are we going to completely blow our shit and maybe lose to Riwav or us lose points? And then now the pressure is even further on us to keep going. Um, that's my concern. I think the loss to the Tasa Portugal loss just eliminates a silver lining for us for the year. It immediately takes away an opportunity to have something come of this year if the league isn't what happens. And, of course, the league is the number one priority, and all of us here will say this. I'll take the damn championship every single year, Campeonato, every year forever, versus uh, any damn combination of Tasa Portugal, Tasa de Liga, ever. Um, but that's that goes what I was saying. We all feel that way. Um, or at least I think we all feel that way. So th- that's my concern. It's just it puts it puts pressure, I think, on the players. It puts pressures. It makes fans back to being anxious about how we're going to be and how we're going to be performing and what the end result is at the end of the year. Just because we didn't even make it, like Chris said, um, out of this round. And, and you know, Portistas and Benfiquistas still have that to fight for. You know what I mean? Porto yeah. still in Europe. You know, and then you so forth and so on. That's my concern. Yeah, yeah, no, I a thousand percent agree with that. Um, thousand percent agree with that. Though, as you mentioned, I just seen on Twitter real quick, Bayern Munich was actually kicked out of the uh, 
the German Cup, the DFB Pokal from Kiel, yeah, uh, Kyle from uh, penalties from the team in the second division, basically in Germany. So I mean, it happens, it right? Happens. Giants, Giants do fall, and if anything, it's it's one step better than last season losing to um, what's their name, Alverca. But Bayern Munich also wins the damn league every fucking year, so. Yeah, that is true as well. That is true as well. I just wanted to. They're, they're not over here fiending like we are. Like we're Where's ravaging Kirstie? dogs, bro. We're 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 hungry. Throw us a bone. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, yeah. All right. I, I guess there's nothing else more to mention about this game. Um, I, I'll ask you guys, man of the match, if you have a man of the match. I'm gonna be honest. My man of the match goes to. Uh, Maritimo's uh, Maritimo and now Benfica's uh, Rodrigo Pinho, who um, I've been talking shit about a lot on Twitter, especially I've been calling him the next Ruben Ribeiro. So I hope I hope that stands true. But a goal and an assist uh, against Sporting. Um, I know he has these Lampiones with the biggest boner in the world, but I don't know how he'll play when it's not counterattacking football anymore. You know, we'll we'll see what when when that happens and when that comes there. But uh, I'm gonna give my man of the match to him. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Um, we have a, a a friend of the podcast, Kevin, who is a sort of half and half sporting Maritima fan. He's been banging on about um, Pino for years, well, for for about a year on Twitter now. But um, like you said, is is if he's going to do the same with Benfica, who knows? But in that game, he was fantastic, and he's been fantastic this season. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, is is oh, that he's my man in the match too? Yeah. How about you two? Yeah, I agree with you. Easy choice, safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christian's lagging a bit. Oh, oh can you guys hear me? I want to get this take out there uh, in the ether without any lag. He's about no, to be okay. basically. Fuck. <laughs> the internet doesn't want you to say it, bro. <laughs> the suspense is killing. Did me. you not? Did you guys not hear it? At all? No, we but we cut off. Go, go, go. Rodrigo Pino is about to be Benfica's Luis Felipe. Jeez. Uh, I agree. I agree. I just wanted to quickly end it off with this picture. That's a nice picture. Look at that shit. That was given a foul. That was given a foul, exactly. And for everybody talking <laughs> shit, I'm diving into your girl's pussy, bro. Just like this. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> the forum uh, is impeccable on that. Fuck, bro. Zaidan, bro. Z- hands Z- up, Zaidan. Fuck that guy. Um. All right, let's uh let's quickly go into um quick uh quick news and rumors and transfers. Uh, we'll start off with the news. Um, of three uh, elements of our backroom staff, including our, our our the legend, the man, the myth, the legend that is Paulinho. Uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, the other two, I'm actually forgetting their name. My bad, guys. And then, of course, three players got tested for COVID-19. Uh, Luis Neto, Nuno Menj, and Sporar. Uh, three important players for us. And then, of course, you know, from now until Friday, we'll be... We'll be... Um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll be anxious to see if there's any more cases because there seems to be a uh, an outbreak at Alp Shit uh, right now. Again. Um, again, again, towards like the most important parts of like our season, probably, um, which is, which is upsetting, but it's currently the world we're living in. Uh, just wanted to, uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this. Um, I mean, nothing really more to say about that. 
But what do you think? It's not going to be the last up until Friday. There's going to be a few more. I think, I think it was. So like, I think it was. It was Chris who said it in the group chat. It was like they were all on a plane together, and that's like obviously yeah. the recycled air and everything. So I, I doubt it's going to be like as as big as the first outbreak, maybe, but it's definitely going to be a, a few more, especially in terms of like technical staff and things like that. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it's probably going to be the first of quite a few. Yeah, I, and I wonder how the league, if if there is any more, because I think three players, whether they're whether they're starters, star players or not, I think three players is uh, is whatever. You play it regardless. I think if there's more of an outbreak, I'll, I'll be interested to see on how the league takes it. Uh, I mean, of course, we had our game. Our first game of the season was delayed from against Gil Vicente, right? Uh, yeah. And if we look if we look at, like, I know it's not Liga Nage, but if we look at the NBA, the NBA has been canceling games left, right, and center just because, you know, more than five players or four or five players are – are, are infected with it. So it'll be interesting to see if even on Friday we'll play the game, even in England, for example, you know, there's been a huge thing about it. I know um, uh, Mourinho has been sort of com- kind of complaining about getting games called off. Um, I think um, Benfica so, yeah. had, had four cases and they, they played, didn't they? I can't remember exactly yeah, who it was, but I think it was either four or five. So I think it's probably like five or above. They might decide to it's worth noting about Gil Vicente is they also had like seven cases. So it was, That's I don't like, too. if it was only sporting, it, it might have been, they might not have delayed that game. But since it was both teams, I think they, yeah. is that the only game that they've delayed? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that explains it. So, I mean, basically, yeah. yeah, like they and literally not, not having a, um, the game on Friday is going to happen, I feel like. I think so too. Which would mean they have like t- fourteen cases or something, which is th- which is possible because they were all literally just in an airplane together. So, <laughs> literally, yeah, exactly. And listen, like, fucking, I don't believe Paulinho in the in the fucking. I don't know the guy, but I don't believe him in the dressing room. He's he's wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Not even well. that the mask makes a difference, but he fuck. he every time we come out to play, he literally shakes hands with every single everybody. Player. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not. I'm not saying he's at fault, obviously, but it's no, just no. The way it is. But he's in the bubble. He, he was, they they all consider themselves in their own bubble, but when one person gets it in the bubble, they can spread it around pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As Abdallah's saying, like Minumins to him is the, the only problem. Sorry, what was that, Chris? No, it's just like, I mean, the, the shit that they were doing, right? They've been, like, they sat on the runway for five hours. Like, I mean, they've been yeah. in planes for, like, ten hours over the past four days. Like, that's it's such an enclosed space. Like, they've been in the locker room. They've been in the hotel. Like, and they've all Training, been together. Like, so who knows when it got Yeah, who knows yeah, when it got picked sorry. up. But they've been all together for so long. So, yeah. Some, I saw a comment earlier that said, like, it'll probably be more than three. Like, yeah, I think you're, they're probably right. Um because, like, I remember you literally yesterday the news was there's no positives. Now today it's three. It's because the incubation period, right? They weren't, like, it wasn't, they weren't, it was, like, there yet, but it wasn't enough to, like, show up on a test. But then later it shows up. So let's see how many more there are in the next couple of days. Because, yeah, I fear that there's there's definitely more. Yeah. And, like, did yeah. they have practice today? Like, to spread it around today more? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the I NFL assume. and the American teams cancel the practices, like, and stuff, shut down the facility. Yeah. They're they're seemingly more on top of that than the Portuguese teams are. Um, at least it appears from the outside. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and you're a hundred percent right on that too. Like again, we're, we're flies on the wall, right? We have no idea what's, what exactly is going on. Um, a quick question, Nando, I'll ask you about it. Um, Nunu Minj, is that the only problem in terms of absence? Because uh, I mean, I, I've been a big Tiak Tumash fan. I'll continue to be a big Tiak Tumash fan. He was unlucky on, on uh, Monday. Um, but, you know, Sporada has been a big player coming off the bench, especially for us. Luis Nanzu, whether we want to admit it or not, has been a big player for us in the back line. Um, I mean, it's against Kriwav. It might be one of the biggest games of our season. Um, do you think Nunu Menz is the only problem, or do you agree that no, you, the other... You just you just made valid points for the other guys. I mean, we've yeah. all claimed here that we need another striker. We need an actual solidified performer up top. The fact that we're going to be losing one of the guys who are supposed to be scoring goals, to me, is more important than losing Nunu Menz um, because we've had issues getting goals from the guys that are supposed to score goals. That continues to be an issue, and that again, was on display um, against Maritu, right? First half, we could have scored goals, didn't score goals. Second half, we couldn't even create chances to score goals. Um, and then we see the likes of Slimani and so forth, you know, signing these one-and-a-half-year deals and Sporting is over here, you know, twiddling thumbs. Um, to me, Tiak Tomas missing a game is way more important than Nuno Mids right now, given the fact that we're not producing on the side of the pitch that we need to be producing from those players. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, well, I'll also get on to the 20, um, to the 20 layoffs. Let me just quickly add, I wanted to, again, I wanted to mention it on the Maritimo game. I'm a little tired from work, guys. Um, the, the, the two nothing loss to Maritimo was the first time since we lost, since, uh, last season against Vitoria the Stubal that Sporting failed to score a goal. Um, which I think has to be mentioned as well, because that's a, it's a pretty incredible feat. I can't remember exactly when the date was that we played Vitoria Stubal, but, uh, um, who has since been relegated? August. 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 Boom. Yeah. So and you first know, not loss bad. since October. In first loss yeah, since in October. Domestic competition. Yeah. Or no, like that last that last game feels like it was like a year ago, right? So that's it's true. been a long yeah. time since we've tasted the the sour taste <laughs> of defeat. <laughs> Though that family count game, basic to me, still yeah, that feels like an L. That felt like that's why. Yeah, that's why it doesn't feel that that great. But anyways, let's go on to the twenty the twenty people that were laid off at Sporting. I'm not sure if you guys know exactly the details in terms of like what department or whatnot. Um, but what do you all what do you all make I of it? I think most of mean, them. Go oh, yeah. I think most ahead, come Chris. from Sad. Yeah, most I think come from Sad, and it's in total the twenty people laid off are going to save a million euros. A year um and i i didn't really read it, it too much of it um about the specifics of like the people i know some of the people have been at sporting for a while so i mean anyone who's been there for like 10 15 20 years who's getting laid off it's always like most usually like 99 percent of the time it's a disgrace um so yeah i mean we're saving a million a million euros like laying off 20 people i mean that's i don't know how many people sporting employees i'm presuming like a couple hundred so, I mean, yeah. 20 is no, that's how many, and especially like how many people do they employ for like administrative positions, like a hundred, right? 140, like 20, that's like, you know, it could be as high as like 20% of the staff, right? That's, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. 
um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to obviously always side with workers. So, uh, I, it, it, I mean, it, a, a million really does seem like a drop in the bucket when you consider the values that have been just literally lit on fire over, over the past several years. Like a million is such a, just a fraction of even that money that was lit on fire. So I, I find it hard to believe that. Um, the team is in that dire. Yes, yeah. I don't know if you guys want to add anything onto that before going into the, uh, I think the biggest topic at hand. Let me just tweet that out. Oh, fuck. Wrong account that I tweeted it out on. It's, it's like Chris said, um, in January, I believe, 2018 or 2019, we bought Thiago Elori for £2.1 million. Pounds. I don't know how much that adds up in euros. I'm not very good with the currency exchange or whatever. But, like, he, we lit, basically made 50% of Elori by let, getting rid of those workers. And I know, obviously, if you, um, I believe it's in football players' contracts, if you rescind, you have to give them money. So, obviously, I'm not saying rescind, but it's just, like, to echo what Chris said, like, We've literally uh, wasted money on players like um, uh, Laurie, Dumbia, to name a few. It's just, you know, and it's commercial. I saw an article, right? It's seven mil a year in in the contracts of the players that that don't play. Only the players that don't play. But it's like people who like need money to put like food on their table. And like to support their families are the ones that are suffering. And I know obviously there probably wasn't a lot they could do about it, but it's just like when you look at this, it's another thing that is a black mark on Veranda's uh, administration and his time yeah. here. It's just I I, I genuinely feel because I I was made uh, redundant during this pandemic. I was lucky enough to find another job, but I but it's just you know I sympathise with them and hopefully they they get there there soon. So. Uh, it's just a shame really i also wanted to quickly add as well in term while we're f- talking about this uh in terms of uh Verandes's, um disinvestment towards the uh towards the modalidades as well um you know i, I was listening to a recent interview that bruno carvalho did that i actually agree with that of course for those who don't know january 29th he'll be on um um, but anyways, he was mentioning how like we let go of um, the fuck now for Nelson Evora, for example, and, and Bruno Carvalho even mentioned his salary was fifty thousand a year. Like if we think about it, of course I don't know how you know European and Portuguese papers work and all of that accounting bullshit. But come on, fifty thousand a year for a, a team like Sporting, who's currently twenty million in debt to the Sun. All what of a sudden, the, out of nowhere, judo. Do you remember? I, I I think I tweeted it. I can't remember her name, but everyone. Yes, uh, Paulo. That's the one I'm actually mentioned. Not only is it Nelson Nevero, Paulo Fonseca. Is it him? It is Big guy. Dara, Dara, yeah. and also the, the and the Ukrainian lady. The canoeing Olympic team also cut. Um, how much could that have possibly cost? Yeah, um, and they're all just going to sign for Braga. By the way, go to the Olympics, represent Portugal at the Olympics, and also represent Braga. Um, exactly. and I guess we're just cool with that. <laughs> exactly. And uh, again, it's another thing that I was, that I heard Bruno Carvalho say, um, that whether you, whatever, share your opinion with him or not. But he, I think he makes a valid point in terms of one day he was with the president of Lazio and Lazio were celebrating that they got three gold medals 
And it's like Bruno was like, bro, I, I just got 20. Like, what are we what are we talking about? It's it's a certain thing that it's it's if we're if we're really gonna go into the terms of Sporting is more than just a football soccer club, we have to really embrace that. And the Mudalidad is an important part. And then of course, you know, I, I again I don't know I don't know the I don't know the financial situation at Sporting. It just but... adds to the whole uh soccer performance or bust. Yeah. And and again, juice box the out. I don't know if he was cut per se, but we just didn't renew his contract. I believe was the case. Yeah, he didn't get brought back. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant from that. He just got. But anyways, inspired. the the question, the burning question that we had people on. I think we got people on from the Twitter that I just did. Of course, Limani just signed with Leon for a one point five uh, year deal or one and a half year deal. Um, Pauling was still on the table, but hypothetically, of course, guys. Who would we pick, Slimani or Paulinho? Thousand percent, Slimani. Thirty-two-year-old Slimani, by the oh, way. Oh fuck! You give me thirty-three. Paulinho <laughs> for Sam. How about you, Chris? Yeah, honestly, Sam. I'm in the minority with this one. It seems like based on the results of the poll, I am Paulinho on this one. But, I, but this, then you've got to ask ourselves though: Is it Paulinho at the cost that we've been that's been thrown around? Is it Paulinho at X amount of money plus? Yeah, that's, of passes that's from other players? Did, That's uh, the only problem. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So or is it, or is it Paulinho for, wages, for 15 million euros, and we keep Sporad and we keep 50 percent of the pass of all these other players, and our team improves, we just lose money? Or is it like here's few players and their financial futures, blah blah blah, for this punk ass Paulinho? Like, no. Paulinho, as that comment says from uh, Paul, like, the way he was under Amorim is, I know it wasn't quite up to Slimani standard that we remember, but I think we have to remember nostalgia is uh, is not the greatest thing. Like uh, Chris mentioned earlier, we've been hard on Joe Mario and we said the, the, the same thing, that it was a nostalgic deal, but he's a great player. Um, not remembered the same way, but still nostalgia is, is a lorry, for example. But... Um, <laughs> I, th- I think right now it's it's what's the money thirty two right he said thirty two yeah you guys maybe maybe I'm a little older than you in this regard but like Acosta helped us win and end the drought of eighteen years and Acosta was much older than thirty two if I'm not mistaken he's like thirty three thirty four coming into Sporting Mario Mario sorry Mario Jardel he, he wasn't that old Porto yet. Benfica and Sporting I believe he was in no. his thirties he didn't play for Benfica no? Jardel did no Jardel yeah he, did. he was loaned he was loaned for a season he did shit at Benfica. Jardel? Jardel played, yes, yes. What year though? Because Jardel went Porto to Galatasaray and then Galatasaray Sporting, and then England. Give me so a sec. He was he was loaned to he was loaned to uh, Betamar. He finished season. off his year Betamar, but Acosta came in and he was old, and no one expected much of it, of Acosta. We just knew that he was a ferocious, leaves everything on the table kind of player, like Slimani. Oh my bad. And he did what he needed to do. Like, are we talking like also? Do we need? Again, we got to focus, in my opinion, I'm focusing as like the money we spent on Ruben Amorim, where we are in first place. Are we trying to go all in for a title now that we're in first place, four points up, potentially six or seven if we win against Riwab to our more direct rivals? Do we go all in? Or do we continue to play this bullshit where we like just sit there in the middle? We kind of see how far we keep going. Do we not spend money? And then we risk not winning it all. I mean, of course, we could spend the money and still not win it all. But at least to the fans and to the supporters that spend money that, that keeps Sporting afloat at the end of the day, it's the fans, whether we're not in the stadium or not, it's the Saucius. Is that the message we want to continue to give out? Is that with Verandas, we're just going to keep hoping that all the fucking dominoes fall in the right place? That's what, that's what freaks me out and scares me about this, man. We spent all this money on Ruben Amorim. 
We're cutting costs in other places. We're cutting costs in the modalidades. We're turning into a club that's very much focused on soccer and soccer only. And then we're making these deals that don't necessarily uh, show a full investment 100% into the direct, like the future of sporting, you know, soccer, uh, the, 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 the A team, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Paulinho, Paulinho ain't shit compared to what Slimani did in the past at Slimani's best. Like take Paulinho's best and Slimani's best. And I'll still take Slimani. And we know Slimani knows the club. We know Slimani loved the club. We know Slimani not only scored goals, but Slimani was a hard worker. Paulinho was this, He's had some moments, you know. He's he's fun and he's attractive because Braga's the the new like oh look Braga does well and shit and he played for Ruben Amorim, and then the fact that Salvador has absolutely shafted us in deals, <laughs> coaches and players and so forth. The fact that we're still stuck on on the Paulinho thing, in my opinion, uh, is frustrating because we don't even have Paulinho yet. So if at least we had him and and it was done deal, we could be like all right, let's move on and let's go for it. But it's like, do you think as well, I'm not trying to make this a Bruno versus Verandas debate, but it's like, would Verandas want to bring back one of Bruno Defoe's most iconic signings? Is that why? I don't think he does. He brought back João Mario. I know João Mario wasn't a signing, but he was one of his... I think João Mario, he was Bruno Carvalho's best sale, really. And up until Bruno Fernandes, he was Spartan's top sale. I think a lot lot of people people in there. But I don't, it's not like John Murray was from the yeah, academy. Yeah, I agree. You, you could, I think you, yeah. could just, you could say it, but I think I'm not going to say it is that. But um, I, 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 I agree with you, um, Nando, and I respect your opinion and everything. You've made made excellent points. But for me, right now, I think just because of what he did under Amorim in that that season that they were together, right now, I'll have Paulinho. But like I, I said, Slimani. I agree, I agree with you, all three of you guys, from the perspective of. I'm okay with Paulinho because we need a striker, right? Mm-hmm. The question is Paulinho versus Slimani. I'll take Slimani for his historic historic performances as Spartan, what he's done in the past. I guess I understand we can't live in the past per se, but if he's good enough for Lyon, he's good enough for Spartan. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and that's at the end of the day. However, I'll take Paulinho if it's just a straight up, we give you X amount of money, you give us Paulinho. I'll take that 100% every day. I won't take personally, we give you money, Players, loans, future percentages of passes for Paulinho. I'm not giving you all of the bank for Paulinho. I'm giving you just either yeah. money. I'm not, I'm not giving you all of, of, of our future and money for Paulinho. I can't give that. Uh, money, I would be okay with Spartan being like, okay, we went out, we spent our $12 million, $13 million, and then we can debate if it's too much. But at least that's one amount of money and we're, and we're done with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a two way tie because I I actually voted for on the on the poll I voted for Slimani. Uh, I'll tell you I think Slimani, like you mentioned, Nando, he knows the league, and and we know what we'll get from Slimani. The only the biggest thing I have towards Slimani is we have no idea what he'll offer us now because he's not playing now. In terms of Pauling, we know what he'll offer us. You know, like Paulinho's scoring goals. Paulinho's you know he's Braga's main guy. Like. He, he, he's, he's official. Like, I think right now he's, he's pretty much, uh, not a shoe in, or I, I guess a shoe in for, for the Sless sound for the next world cup this summer, or sorry, for the next year or this summer. Um, you know, mentions of Baz Dost. I mean, Baz Dost just scored a goal for Bruges after being subbed on too. Um, I, I also know, understand we shouldn't live in the past and, I agree with you, Nando, be, only because of, or not only, but mainly because of the deal. Because if we're giving up 
Mateusz Nunes and Borja and, and Mateusz Nunes. Okay, Borja might not explode or anything, but I think Borja is a pretty serviceable uh, left back. I was I'm, I was more annoyed with Antunes coming because of how good I think Borja is uh, more than anything. But with that being well, we, said, you know, whatever. Mateusz, Mateusz coming from a Rio Ave as well. If we have to give yeah. up a left back, we've got That's another great. one coming in. And I, 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 I get it. But if if we're giving up, say, and it, what the room was like, Hilary, Camacho, if we're giving up players who don't play and don't have a future, then yeah. I have no problem. But like you said, if it includes like Matius Nunes or like a Braganza or someone like that, then but I have issues. Do you with trust it. the question then becomes do we trust that Vanandes is smarter than Antonio Salvador at this no. point? No. We, do we you think that Antonio Salvador sits there and goes, oh, yeah, I'll take your bum ass Diaglotti that won't even go to MLS? Like, I'll take, you know, these players that barely get any minutes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't trust Varandas to pull off a deal that brings yeah. us Paulinho for yeah. some players that are, you know, less utilized and cash considerations. I don't trust Varandas to do that. I trust Varandas to be like, here's 15 million and players that you want. And then on top of that, it's like, how much are we going to owe Braga over the next how many years? We already owe them, <laughs> what is it, 14, 15, 60 million for Amuring? How much are we going to pay for Paulinho? You're telling us we're going to give Braga, like, who, whether we want to admit it or not, is a direct rival to us at this point Braga's in time. Braga's going to start being part owner of the South, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not already. Yeah. It's not going to be old Dimo. It's going to be Braga too. And Antonio Salvador, he knows what he's doing. That's a fact. And that's the biggest problem is that we're, we're sort of funding our, our, not our biggest, but our next rival, the one that we might be sleeping on. And that's scary because Braga, you know, if we continue towards our trajectory, okay, we're, we've had a we've had a great season so far this season. I, I, I do I think we're in the title race? I think we're in the title race. But if it fails next year, we owe how much to Braga? We've given Braga, you know, potentially some decent players. If Palingu ends up turning into a bust because he still has the potential to do so, whether he's playing for you know whether Braga's good or not, like. He's not playing for a Spartan Porto or Benfica yet. We don't know if he can cope for that with that pressure yet or not, because I've seen many players make that jump and just not live up to it. You know, we'll see. So, we don't so know. The transfer market ends what end of end of month, right? End of yeah. month, yeah. And when when do we finish the first round? Of uh, uh, well, it's uh, the last game is against. I just searched it up yesterday or the day before. I think it was Maritimo. Yeah. So it's Benfica yeah. is the penultima, yeah. and then it's Maritimo, and then it's it's February something. Give me a sec. So well, chances it, are we will be playing. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So on the 31st, we play Benfica. February so, uh, 3rd. So February 3rd. Um, yes. Yeah. So on the 31st, we play Benfica. So, so it's safe to assume that we can very much know, and I think we'd all agree that by the 31st of this month, we either have to accept that we're either all in or not in in the title race. And where we'll stand on that line in terms of a Champions League approach. Because if we go into that game against Benfica and we come out of that game against Benfica, which I think is Alvalad, but you know, fans are not, yeah. not a factor at this point, and we're still ahead first place, 4.6, whatever it is, um, we have to go for it, right? I think we have to go for it. One, one more, like ha half a season ago, but if we come out of that and we're not doing in that and in, 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 we're not in in a position to compete like that or we're feeling a little a little shaky, I think we still have to approach the Champions League with an with an all for nothing. 
Because Sporting already yeah. spent so much money on a Ruben Amorim. Sporting already did all these kinds of things and made all these kinds of decisions. So we're back to the spot where we need a striker. We cannot cheapen out on that striker. We just have to be smart. And that's where I'm scared. I don't trust Verandas to be smart financially and to get us the players that we need right now. And if, if we're being honest, we need – sorry, Sam, just two seconds. If we're being honest, yeah. we need more than just the striker. We need another exactly. center back. We need, again, another left back, which might be Matilj Reis. Um, but, yeah, and, and the fact that we're laying off people, it, it's, not a, it's not a pretty sight for us to be shelling out whatever it is that Braga wants for Pauline. But, anyways, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, if um, Verandas is clever, then he, he does uh, – you've seen the rumors of the purchase option for uh, Yuri Medeiros for – for Braga, if if he if he uses that and then uses that as a bargaining chip, then that is clever. But like Nana said, mm-hmm. will he do it? But it's on paper. You you do that. If we we should have that money to use him as a as a bargaining chip, and if they want say a Yuri, and they'll probably ask for someone else, whether that will be a Camacho or a Stovsky, so on so on. If it's not one of our young players, then good, and that is smart. But like Nana said, will he do it? Probably not. Should he do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We also need a right back. That's true, Abdallah. We also do need a right back, seeing as they don't want to play any Stosky. Um, nothing else to add? It's 2 2. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's 2 2 between San, us. San, Santiago Munoz from uh, the goal films. I'll, I'll take him in front of you. Hey, look at, look at Scalotto, right? He's sitting there rumored to be going to the third division in Italy or something <laughs> like that. He's a right back. Like, what's up? Yeah, mm, <laughs> he can he can go. He can go. It's fine. It's, uh, well, yeah, I've seen awesome. his last Brighton games. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Don't worry about him. No problem. He's coming <laughs> off an ACL injury. You're good, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Take that. <third laughs> but I, I I know what you mean though, Andre, bro. Even like Cedric running away at fucking uh, we, Arsenal's bench. Sporting was Sporting ended the 18 year drought by getting strategic players when it mattered. And I remember, so I'm 30 and uh, I was like eight ish nine. And I remember my dad vividly saying stuff like. Mapenza, Cesar Prats, like IU, like players that didn't cost a lot of money, that had enough potential and enough talent to come in, do what they needed to do, and help us go over the top. That's when we can step back as fans and go, Varandas, if you pull off you, Viana, and your structure, if you guys can pull this off, I'll fucking suck your dick if need be to get us this goddamn <laughs> title. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I won't talk shit. Give me my fucking title. I don't care. Just get it done. And you need to get it done. You know, any kind of failures in that regard just solidifies that you're useless as a president and you're useless as, as anything for this club in terms of us winning. We need to win. We need to win urgently. We're at what? 19 years guys. We we, like, it's not hard to find players out there that are hungry and that are motivated to go to Portugal and play for a top three club and win. Which we have. I, I think Pot is an excellent uh, uh, transfer. Nuno sure. Santos is an excellent transfer. Uh, us, keeping Pauli, uh, us keeping Pelinga is an, even an excellent transfer. Like, But these are I, players Amorim wanted personally. So if Amorim right. personally wants Paulinho and didn't want Slimani, then are we yeah. to have to trust that? Or do we yeah. say, yeah, I'm not sure about that one? Because I know we all had a doubts on like Nuno Santos and players like those. But um, is, it, is it something we're going to have to do? And it might be. Exactly. And just like uh, in the summer, uh, okay, whether we believe in these rumors or not, but in the summer, you know, we were heavily rumored to Slimani and apparently Ruben Amorim said no to it. Like, you know, you're, you're a thousand percent on the money there. Um, just one last quick question. Um, 
just before going into Mudalidad, um, you know, of course, the, the news this week came out for Rodrigo Pingu. There was also very small murmurs that Sporting were interested. Um, going off of what Nando was saying in terms of smart transfers, should we have went for, for Pingu, especially if it means he comes in January? Depends on the price tag, really. When you look yeah, at the, the, the thing is, is, if he comes in January, you have to pay. But if he comes in June, he's free. He's free. Yeah. Is he worth paying two million for six? Yeah. January. It's not for me. It's not worth it. Right in January, at least. Yeah. I, I, I agree. We missed a bit of what you said, but at least the ending we got. I agree. I, I don't think it would have been worth it anyways, but um, I think it was willing a, a willing question nonetheless. Um, all right, Sam, I don't know if you want to add on to that or not, but um, if not, um, let's go straight in. Oh, sorry, go. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, um, I just was going to add on to the back of the Maritima game, but I completely forgot. Um, yeah, yeah. There is some similarities I see that Amorim wants to try and be like uh, Jose Mourinho when he was at Man United. He's like banishing players from the squad until they apologise. He tried to do it with the Pogba at United and um, apparently Ndombele at Spurs and all these players. And that's what I sort of got from the Ristovsky part. I don't, I, I don't know what, what happened. There's been numerous reports that he Ristovsky's lazy or he said something or he just doesn't do with the team. Whatever well. happened to Ristovsky definitely happened to Eduard Kurejma also. But Eduardo Karajma has too good and too young to just banish him. Rostovsky, yeah. they're just like, fuck it, you're banished, bro. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't understand. If, if it's an ego thing, then I really need to drop that straight away because we need everyone to, to win. To I don't want to say win, but, like, to, to get as far as we can. And it's and I know we had it before with, like, Andre Curry or with uh, Bruno de Carvalho and players like that who didn't want to sign contracts. And that one you can sort of understand because you don't want to uh, like raises value as he leaves, but Ristovsky is just—he's not good. He's not great. He's serviceable. He's better than Platter would be. But like, I mean, um, I just think if if Amorim says at this point, I want him, I want him, I want him. The Verandas has to try and do his best to make that happen, and I think that's the only way we're gonna um, go ahead. And that, is, like you said, probably another centre back, a right back, a striker of the three main ones. But I think the striker should definitely be um, the priority. Well, Sam, you nailed right. it right there. If if we go all in on Ruben Amorim as a coach, right, which, which we, we have did, so far, then you have to give the coach that you spent a ridiculous amount of money on the players that he wants, because yeah. then at least you, what do you sink or swim with that with that decision and with that coach? You can't. You can't piece together players then in that regard um, if you're not going to go ahead and give the coach what he wants. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Chris, take us away with Mudalidaz before we preview this upcoming, uh, not only weekend, but the Monday as well. All Let's right. Uh, I hope that I don't freeze while I'm doing this or while I'm sharing my screen because I've been freezing. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, just going to start off with the ones that I know for a fact. Uh, so this Saturday, Futsal plays um, against a Danish team for a round of 32 of UEFA Futsal Cup. 
Um, obviously, ch- a competition that we've won in the past, had numerous, numerous Final Four appearances. So, uh, yeah, uh, fully expect to win. It's single elimination. It's at Joao Rocha. Uh, no excuses. Um, and staying with futsal, I'm only going to do the ones that, like, I just kind of know. I yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 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 the next week, so this is like your top line uh, information. Futsal tied. I don't know who they tied. They tied four four earlier last week, and then they won yesterday. So Benfica is now um, we tied. We are tied with Benfica. I don't know who's like difference or what the tiebreaker is, but us and Benfica have now the same amount of points. Um, because we dropped our first game, still undefeated, but 14 wins and a draw, I think, uh, out of 15. It's, it may think is the same. Basketball, um, still undefeated, won again. I believe they're 15 and 0. Um, mm-hmm. And they played their hardest game, honestly, like in a while, went to overtime, um, but they got the result. And upcoming basketball, European. some point in late January. So that will be upcoming. So that's cool. Um, next, um, I'm going to go to uh, the the ladies team. So the ladies team, they split the, the league into a north and a, in a south this year. And then they're doing like a, I think like the Dutch league. Damn, I thought it was about to come back. We'll give it a few is seconds. Is it fucking up that much? Is it fucking no, up that good, much? No, you're good. We All lost right, yeah, you so. at terms of, you were talking about the North and South in the Females League and then comparing it to the Dutch League. I think we might have lost you again, though. Oh, no. Yeah. The top four in each go to the knockout go. round. So the ladies are into the knockout round, and that starts next match day. Um, so the U23 team, same situation. There is a top a top three from each division that go to the playoff round. Sporting did not make it. Benfica also did not make it. R.I.P. <laughs> that was timing. <laughs> I what? Okay, you're back. You're back, dude. This is fucking <laughs> insane. I, Listen, I, I think the only thing, I I thing is because my roommate is watching Netflix. Like, bro, I think that I'm this is too much. That guy. Hey, I man, think Peaky Blinders will be on in 40 minutes, bro. I like, think, fuck, fuck off, bro. <laughs> I think that's what the problem is because that <laughs> normally <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah, you're usually good. Yeah, might be uh, no worries, yeah. bro. You're forgiven. Whatever. Um, you two. I'll just go rapid fire. Yeah. U23 is out. So is Benfica. They're still going to play games, but it's like for fucking exhibition. They're not in the playoffs. Um, the B team won again. Um, they're in second, I believe, uh, in the like group G of the uh, Campeonato de Portugal, the third division. So they're looking at the playoffs. Um, and yeah. I think we'll we'll call it there. <laughs> we'll call it there. Don't worry about it. We're causing enough damage. 
I just want to say one thing quickly. Um, bro, it's such a shame. This basketball team has gone undefeated. And fucking Veranda stripped us of that fucking Trevante Williams fucking... Or Veranda's whatever, Spartan. We'll say Spartan because uh, Veranda's probably whatever. They whoever stripped us of that interview, bro. Yeah, whoever that fucking piece of Do shit was. number, you know. Prank call the bitch or something. Yo, call the guy right now, bro. Let's let's have him on the podcast, right? Yo, Joe Budden does that on his podcast. Who says we can't, you know? <laughs> Anyways, fuck, man. That's so disappointing. That's so sad seeing as the basketball team is doing so well for us. Um... But- well, in in our defense, I think we've got a much better guest coming on the 29th of. Uh, no offense to Javante, of course, but we got a much better um, episode coming than that that would have been. Facts and and not to mention Monday. Uh, I didn't. I'll I'll mention it again at the end of the podcast. You guys have to remind me because I smoke a bit of weed, so I might forget a bit. But Monday we have Tigish coming onto the pot just a little bit. Monday we have Tigish co- and I I drink a little bit too. I don't know if that affects it. <laughs> on monday we have tigas coming onto the podcast uh we're gonna talk the rewav game for sure we're gonna talk about our movie dodge more in depth uh with tigas uh that's monday 9 gmt time 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m fucking western um so come join us of course on monday uh it's gonna be another good one um and yeah of course you know 29th is the big one for us but tigas is also a really big guest for us and so we're actually really excited to have tigas on uh, on Monday and very soon. So yeah, uh, look out for that. Um, of course, let's go into the next two games. Um, or I guess the next one game, since we're going into Tuesday, we'll, we'll talk more about Porto, uh, for the Tasa de Liga. Um, yo, that's a fact, Richard. Let me just also just add that you can't drink all night. If you don't start early, buddy, it's 4 PM somewhere in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, our next game against Riwav at home, um, of course, coming off this 2 nothing loss, uh, there might be some skepticism. Uh, let me see Riwav's form. Uh, they're currently sitting in ninth in the table, 14 points tied with Maritimu, uh, one point off Santa Clara in seventh, six points off Guimarães that are in fifth. Uh, they actually lost yesterday 2-1 in the Tasa Portugal, just like us. Uh, 2 nothing, of course, for us, but 2-1 against Istorio from the second division. So a bit worse of a loss if you if you think about it. Uh, but in terms of the league, and they also did rotate the team. In terms of the league, they won three nothing against Portimonense. Uh, they lost two nothing against Pash Ferreira, who's having an incredible season. They did lose also three one uh, to Meritimu, three nothing to Riwav, and of course, their uh, from the Portimonense game. Their last win was in December twelfth uh, against Familiacão in the Taça Portugal two one. Um, so Riwav, uh, normally a tough team in Portugal, I think. Uh, outside of the big three, big four, they're like that five and six spot, six, seven spot in terms of like the toughest teams we have to face. Um, of course, uh, there might be a grudge match. We did sell them, um, uh, Gerald and Dala for Nuno Sanch. So it's going to be an interesting matchup in terms of that. Um, yeah, what are, what are we saying? What are predictions, thoughts? What do we think about Riwav? Whoever wants to take it first. This is a game home or away? Home. Not um, that it matters. Though. Yeah, not that it matters. It's just when those away stadiums for the islands and shit add up. Um, yeah. I think we'll win if we focus on keeping the team that's been winning, uh, quit the bullshit subs and move around other than the players that can't play for obvious reasons. Uh, and I think this game is going to be even more telling than any other games that we've had um, before then because now we've got Classical coming up. Um, great opportunity. Go seven up. 
um, on those guys and force them to, to decide who wants it more, you know? Yeah. I think we'll win. I think it'll be a scrappy game, though. Um, I'd say Spartan 1-0 or something like that. Um, I'm looking at the, the recent form as well, and I have to say their last uh, win, apart from that Portimonense game, came in match day six on the 31st of October in the league. And that was a 2-0 win against Moriens. But um, there's no reason why we shouldn't win this game, even if we don't have the Sporar or we don't have the Nuno Mendes. I know it's going to be a bit more difficult, but um, I'm looking at their recent form, like you said, 3-0 loss to Braga, 3-1 loss to Maritimo, 2-0 loss to, to Paco Ferreira. And then we've we've got stronger teams than pretty much all of those combined. Maybe Braga is one you could, you could say questionable. But... Um, I think it should be an easy game for us. I, I knock on wood. I know we've had problems in the past with them, but I'm going to go with a, a 3 nothing win. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a Sofridu game for sure because it's high stakes. Rewav, it's not the Rewav of normal years. I feel like they're definitely worse this year, um, or at least more inconsistent. They definitely have the threat of being able to play, uh, you know, at their normal level or the normal Rewab level. So, yeah, I think we're going to win 2-1. It's super – it's going to be super sketchy. Um, (laughs) It's going to suck, to be honest, because we know what's at stake um, in the game on Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know which one it is – what day it is, um, to be honest. Um, So, yeah, we're going to go – Oh, it's Friday too? No, I'm talking the other game. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Right after us, yeah. Okay, so regardless, we're gonna go first, um, and we're not gonna want. We're not even gonna watch the game after if we don't win. Um, yeah. To be honest, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get the win and then kick back, relax, and feel good about the other result, no matter what happens. Um, Facts. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree and and uh, just repeat the same thing that Jordan just said. Um, you know, Fidal is out from a yellow card. Netu now is out because of COVID. It's definitely going to be a rotated back line. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Borja and Inacio in. No. Uh, I would love to see Kurajma. I'm with you. I would love to see Kurajma. I'm just saying what I think I'm going to see. I think I'm going to see Borja, uh, Borja Quach and Inacio um, in there. And then, of course, no Nunu Mens, so Borja might play left back and Toons might play left back. But I haven't Let's even go. seen. <laughs> I haven't even seen Toons on the bench. Though. That's the problem. Yeah, he hasn't even made the happened, bench man. the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm stressed. I don't know what to make of this game. I'm not gonna. Yeah, plus lie to you guys don't know the cases that are gonna happen between now and then, which is obviously like at least three more. It feels like, right? <sighs> yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like for sure. <laughs> this guy said, I hope Elodi plays. Jordan, you're on crack, <laughs> bro. What do you mean? He's probably better than Borja, to be fair. At least that's his actual position. I don't um, mind Borja playing center back in a back three, though. He's done all right. I remember Lori, last year, or was it the year before, against Benfica, he had a pretty serviceable game, and then he scored an own goal or something. Yeah, he can yeah. do it. He can do it. But it's- I think Wasn't he played the game, played, the right game we lost 4-2. That yeah. is irrelevant, Danny. <laughs> we irrelevant. lost Sporting 2. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I might have been the game. Didn't but, uh, we go through? We went through in that tie eventually. Oh, unless the one nothing in the Tasa Portugal. You're right. It was the one nothing. 
Maybe nah, it wasn't one, one that's where Bruno good. scored that no, beautiful. He takes. I remember Emory yeah. scored an own goal, I think, or like assisted their goal, or something. I like think that. we lost two one, and then we won one nothing in the return leg. Yeah, that no, it was two one. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah but anyways, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more pessimistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a one one draw, uh, just because Ooh. that backline that backline is scaring me, man. Netu not there. Say what you want about Netu, but Netu's been like. Pretty dominant for us, pretty important for us. He captained the last game. It's only fitting that Netu captains the game we lose, right? But he did captain the last game. He does seem to be a big presence in the in the locker room. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go a one-one, bro. And and to make matters worse, I'm gonna say Jelson Dalla. We're gonna be winning one nothing, and Jelson Dalla in the 80th something minute is gonna score a goal against us. In uh, I swear to God, if we don't win this game and it's something like if we don't win, I'm gonna cry. But if we lose points on some bullshit like that, I'm just going to fucking hibernate. Yeah. That's, that's like, fine. you guys, the next time you'll see me, my fucking fro and my beard is going to be just in fucking tangles, literally like threads and shit. <laughs> a fucking bird's nest is going to be yeah. in there. Bro, that's a fact. And, uh... Tabang, Sorry, guys. Um, and, um... Fuck, what was I gonna say? Of course, Nunu Nunu Santos is going back to his old club, so maybe he can get the get the game for us. We'll see. Uh, but honestly, more fitting because it's the most sporting thing to happen is Nunu Santos is gonna get another yellow and miss the. Uh, if he misses the ball, I mean, it's not that. Well, bad, you do know that sporting a yellow card. At least it seems like we always tend to lose points after one of the bigs have lost points. Well, now we play before the bigs, which is big, which is big. Guys, and, and let me ask you about that. What are we saying about Porto and Befica? Red, what do we want red cards all over the place and a tie. I think Porto have got the upper edge, but do. personally, I prefer, I think, if maybe Benfica edged them out. Obviously, like I don't want either team to win ever, but I think at the moment, Porto have been in such good form that Taremi is, I said I wanted it at Sporting um, a few months ago, obviously before he signed, but um, yeah. he's been on fire. So Luis, Luis you, want Porto to, you want Porto to win? Or you want I, I'd say maybe Benfica, just because it puts more pressure on Porto to to perform in other games. Whereas if they win, Porto look unstoppable and they ride on that momentum until. But a tie to go six points clear of both. Yeah, let me tell you. Yesterday I was talking to my dad and I said I want Benfica to win because, it, but this is a big if. Benfica has if more ref beat- influence though if it comes down to the wire at the end. Yes. But if we beat Befica in a few weeks' time, there were seven points of both if Befica happens to beat Porto. But then the problem is, if, if Befica beats Porto, I really don't see us beating Befica because they'll have the fucking confidence in the world. But like, see, but if they tie, we're, we're, we're two games up on both. Yeah. Six yeah. and six. Lose to Befica, doesn't matter. We're still three up. And we're assuming we take care of Boavista and such. We're still three up on Porto. If Porto then comes back and, and wins and takes points away, we're at three up on Porto, three up on Befica, even after a loss against Befica. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, of course, that's if we beat the smaller teams that we You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like in the situation like that, we yeah. just got to take the we just got to take the clear math on them and just go six points up I on agree. both, force them to be two games back and make them both stress a little. I, I think agree. Home Porto are in. If I think Porto will win, but I would love a tie. Oh, you think Porto's gonna win? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think Porto like winning that. is truthfully. I think Benfica has a better team, and they're not playing. They haven't played. They haven't hit even like seventy-five percent of their potential. Agreed. But Agreed. they have that wild card. 
of fucking outside influence. And I don't know how many points that can make up. I like I don't know if it can make up seven. And then if we beat them ten, like I no, I don't think I don't know if you need a you need a shit ton of outside influence to make up ten points. We, but we we've lost the league seven points up to Afika. I when know, I know, better, I know. Right? The seven is the exact yeah. number. Which you know is, what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we are we know what it's like to get excited and then see those points dwindle down. I think that Jose So matches up well against uh, George Zeus. That's why I think I'm leaning Porto. Um, it is at Porto, right? I think it is at Porto. Yeah. Okay, again, yeah. no fans, but but I think Jose So matches better against George Zeus. I think Porto and that aggressive Jose So mentality just win at all costs. You know, they're going to bark at the ref. They're going to do the things they're going to do that we've known them to do. Uh, that's why I'm thinking Porto's going to win. That Emmy is, is in good form. Um, I think Benfica is going to be desperate, in my opinion. I think we're going to see a Benfica that needs to start making moves to approach that, that game against Sporting, not too many far points back. Um, but but I would love a tie. I would love a tie with them yeah. absolutely just murdering each other on the pitch, like <laughs> hard fouls, red cards, pushes, you know, bullshit in the in the in the in the hallways before games, <laughs> after games, half times, six month suspensions. I want the whole fucking shit, bro. Like absolutely, a just complete disgrace on both sides. <laughs> the suspensions will only come months later, as we've seen with all. Bro, time. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want anybody watching this game from a different league. Or from outside and think they're gonna get a great performance. I'm yeah, gonna I agree. It's gonna be hideous. Yeah, these games are I never want, good. The classicos are never the, good. I want the pitch to be as bad as the Nacional game that we just had. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. With them yeah, you're right. pushing the game back and back and back and just keep fucking making them tired. I'm gonna predict. I, I would love a tie like you, Nando. I think you actually brought me to the edge because at first I was thinking maybe one of them winning might be better. Uh, because then we'll at least be clear of one. But I think a tie, you're right. Six points of both. That's two keep games. Keep them at bay. It's better. It's better. I'm going to say I hope for a tie. I'm going to be honest. I think Befica steal this one because they're going to get vengeance from uh, what happened in Avedu a few weeks ago with uh, Porto winning the Super Cup. But, I mean, I see this going either way. The only sad thing is is both of them can't lose. Like, that, be God, you know how clutch it would be if we're six up on them, we pull the shit together, we beat Benfica and go nine up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still stick to six up on Porto going into the start of the of the of the end of the year. Oh, and, and still find a way to fucking <laughs> nine points. I know. <laughs> and I've already looked up flights to Portugal, bro. Like May 16th You're or the 28th. Up for the craziest. We're like, all going to Portugal. Of all time. Sam, Danny, Christian, <laughs> we're Mando, all going to Portugal. I, I hope- I hope you know at work. I've only been mentioning if COVID gets better in May, I'm not working. I'm in Portugal fucking getting drunk, bro. <laughs> I yeah, honestly would give a shit if COVID. Like, Portugal, Portugal <laughs> could literally tell me that they're on a straight up like isolation mentality. And I'm buying a ticket to <laughs> and we'll be the only ones celebrating at Pomb- uh, Marquês. I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'll literally just be like, "Well, I guess this was life." You know, I lived till about 30, 31, and end up with Sporting being the champion. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll take agree it. with that one. That's a fact. I have enough vacation and sick days that I can do the two same. Dude, I haven't used a single <laughs> fucking hour since October of last year, bro. Same. Then just again, if I- you don't win the title, I'm literally taking ten days off and just trying to recover. <laughs> Ah, it's a regular Monday for me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to add quickly. Um, yeah. For people who watched the podcast a few weeks ago, Con Murphy um, is 
I'm not sure which one he's commentating because both Sporting and Rio Ave and Porto versus Benfica are live on free sports in the UK after each other. I would assume he probably gets to the Porto Benfica game, but um, yeah, if you're in the UK, they're free to watch uh, free sports. Uh, Sporting Rio Ave, uh, 6.30, Porto Benfica, 9pm. On Friday? Yeah. Porto game as well? Yeah. Both, yeah, both are on Friday. Fuck, I gotta be at work. Yeah, I know, same, bro. What, and yeah, 1.30pm Eastern... For, uh... For Fubo Sorry. TV, I don't know if you guys in the states, like Chris, if you're aware of it or whatever. I used to have it. The the when it had the Portuguese. The thing that's yeah. good is you can record. You can record things on there. They got um, so the Portuguese league. I just found out is now under Goal TV Spanish. It's been so, for it's been for like I think it's the third year that they fucking it. So I'm spending like ninety four dollars a month now just to finish off this campeonato. You can get um a smaller plan that's only and throw in that the, Spanish the, the, Lat- the Latino package I think it's yeah. called and yeah. it includes the Gold TV. I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to stream on some bullshit website that's gonna pop up nineteen pages of porn. <laughs> the, the Gold TV English commentators are the worst commentators I've ever heard. Like, wa- watch it on Spanish Gold TV. Because, I bro, do. I watch it on Spanish too. But those, You those will cut yourself after too. listening to that guy for fucking five minutes. Those guys are like, you can still sitting at home in the living room, uh, you know, we're using Wi-Fi to, like, comment on that game. I don't have I don't have either, but I'm saying, at least I've, the clips I've seen on Twitter, the Spanish one isn't afraid to admit, like, the Portuguese league is a fucking corrupt no, league. Dude, world, bro. Like, Every time he's like, how the fuck is that a penalty? Not, not just what that, not just that, like, I love when, like, there's just shitty play and they're like, well, that's an embarrassing pass right there. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> just like clear, like, trash talking on, like, bad plays, bad performances. And then the, and the English commentator is this, like, drunk Latino dude who, like, doesn't even make any sense or, like, seemingly. He's just, like, the bootleg version of that. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the, the Spanish Gold TV might be, like, a low-key great broadcast for the Portuguese League. Facts. Facts. All right. That's the podcast. I think you guys did the predictions, right? I think everybody here yeah. did it. You've got to mention uh, the, the guest we have because you told Tigas. me. Terrifying. Yes. Monday. Tigas. Guys, join us. Tigas will be on. That it's uh, 9 p.m. GMT time. So UK and, and uh, Portugal time. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the, in the North Americas. Uh, yeah. 1 p.m. Pacific. You guys know that. You guys know the drill. But Tigas will be on. It'll be a really good podcast. We'll be talking about the Lidades as well as the Kriwav game and preview to the Porto game. Um, and yeah, of course, we have a weekend of Mudalidades, so that's going to be exciting and fun uh, to be European on. European competitions are starting up for the handball, or continuing for the handball, the futsal, and the basketball soon. So, facts. So we'll be we'll be talking about a lot with Tigas. Um, so yeah, guys, please join us on Monday. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Um, Thanks for joining us on this one. We really do appreciate it. And fuck with you guys hard. Special shout out to my guy, Juicebox Lial, Richard Neves, Abdallah Murti, all the way from Jordan. Shout out to you, bro. Saik, uh, Jordan Bentoncourt from my backyard, from the Ontario, from T.O. Uh, Mar- uh, Marco Cotu. Uh, who else did we have here? We- Paul Pont, all the way from the West Coast. Um, we had Jose Costa George from Down Under, uh, Carlos Freira, shout out to you, bro. Marco, Fabio, shout out to you guys. Um, who else am I missing here? Uh, Kevin Ribeiro, Vic Lyon, who actually lives down the street from me, bro. Shout out to Simington <laughs> and DuPont. Bra. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hood. <laughs> Please follow us on, on YouTube at Sparting160EN, on Twitter, Sparting160EN, Facebook and Instagram, Sparting160EN. Uh, another great one, guys. Thanks for joining, uh, as always. And um, and yeah, let's hope for let's hope for three points this this uh, points this clear, Friday and six points clear. Let's hope. Let's hope. Viva Sporting, and uh, and yeah, Viva Sporting.